Welcome to the Compliance Week podcast, powered by Navix. For more information about Compliance Week, visit www.complianceweek.com. And now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to today's uh, Compliance Week podcast, powered by Navix. My name is Jeffrey Dale, digital editor at Compliance Week, and I'll be your host. Our goal with this podcast is to feature engaging discussions offer practical insights, and tap into expert opinions to provide listeners with a comprehensive understanding of the impact and potential of digital transformation in governance, risk, and compliance. My guest today is Darren Bradshaw, Chief Audit and Compliance Officer at Automaker Stellantis. With a community of more than 160 nationalities, industrial operations in more than 30 countries, and customers in more than 130 markets, Stellantis is truly an international company. Darren started in the brand commercial and international audit group at Fiat Chrysler Group and served in various roles in finance and operations before its merger with Group PSA to form Stellantis in 2021. He is responsible for internal audit, compliance, risk management, and human rights. Darren, welcome to the Compliance Week podcast. The topic of our discussion today is the digital transformation of compliance. Before we get started, I wanted to ask, what is digital transformation? Most of you listening to this podcast likely own a car. When we used to take our cars to the shop, a mechanic would look under the hood, check the oil, and listen to the engine. And this is still part of the process today. But often with newer digitally integrated automotives, a mechanic is just as likely to plug your vehicle into a, into a computer to diagnose any problems before looking under the hood. Even more interestingly, after receiving data transmissions from your car, the dealership might may reach out to you to inform you of an issue before you are even aware that you may have a problem. And this is just the tip of the iceberg for the automotive industry. With driverless technology and new software that allows for a more adaptive driving experience on the horizon. With that as the backdrop, Darren, let me ask you this. Why is digital transformation so important for compliance in 2023? What are the opportunities investing in new technologies provide compliance officers? What are the risks? Jeffrey, thanks. Um, and before we start, I'd, I'd like to thank you for having me on this podcast. Uh, you stated before, we are truly an international company in an industry that is undergoing a historical transformation from being an automotive manufacturer to a software mobility company. And the rate of change, quite frankly, is breathtaking. It's incredible. You ask why digital transformation is so important. Frankly, without it, it would be exceptionally difficult for companies to effectively perform their tasks. And in our case, design, manufacture, and deliver you the state-of-art vehicles um, as the cost of doing so would become exorbitant. While providing streamlined operations, digitally enabled companies can also provide reliable information at a fraction of the time and that we humans can then use to make good business decisions and keep our companies out of trouble. For example, there's a broad range of technologies and services that compliance officers can invest in that leverage AI to carry out sanctions vetting, perform third-party due diligence, and supply chain mapping. Utilizing these tools enables compliance officers to dedicate their precious resources on higher value-added items. And but I want to be clear about this too. Any like any good system, right? There's the, these tools rely upon good data and input. And so the old adage, garbage in, garbage out. By not understanding the tool, 
inputting information incorrectly or vaguely or setting parameters too tight or too loose, you can actually paralyze your organization and waste valuable time of your resources. That's really interesting. Um, can you give me some examples of compliance functions that have been digitized at Stellantis? Sure. You know, it starts off with, with the simple things that I think most compliance groups at most companies would have, such as making policies and procedures available on the internet and websites. But, but digitally enhanced behind the curtain to provide measurable insights in terms of how these policies are viewed, utilized, and understood by your personnel. And then there's activities like sanctions vetting that require daily screening of business partners in a seemingly ever-changing regulatory landscape, which would be virtually impossible to track manually. And a third-party due diligence where ethical and regulatory-related due diligence can be run in a matter of hours, enabling us to make sound business decisions. In my organization, uh, we express the resulting intelligence and compliance KRIs that are produced quickly on demand with minimum room for human error that enable us to, um, to make good decisions and remain updated within the organization. Thanks for that answer, um, appreciate it. Um, proper training is paramount to any successful compliance department and often gamification is used to liven up the training experience. Tell me how Stellantis is using gamification and compliance training. Yeah, look, this this certainly is an area that we are extremely proud of at Stellantis. Um, over the past 18 months, uh, we've worked with a partner to develop what we call Stellantis Garage. It is an online game accessible via smartphones and other devices that has over 800 compliance questions and awards points to players who answer the questions correctly. These points are then used to purchase virtual vehicles from any of the Stellantis storied brands available within their region as well as customize the vehicles with accessories. Not only do we get the benefit of our people learning about compliance related topics, but they're also learning about our products as these products and accessories actually exist. But there are two significant benefits that we gain from utilizing this approach. Firstly, we found a way to engage our hourly workforce, which has been a perennial issue faced by large manufacturers, given most hourly employees do not have a computer in front of them on a daily basis. But what we do know is most of them do have a smartphone. Secondly, uh, we get all of the answers on which we run analytics to determine areas of risk due to a lack of understanding that we can then focus on. This tool can also be used for special assignments. Think of them as kind of training topics that can be deployed in a very quick time frame and reach a really large audience. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Great way to engage your workforce. Um, one of the biggest risks involved with the automotive industry is the sourcing of materials. How does Stellantis use technology to track its third party and fourth party risk? You know, I think that uh, third and fourth party risk is a challenge for a lot of companies. Uh, but certainly the more complex the supply chain, the greater the risk. And in, in the automotive world, it's not uncommon for the supply chain to run several layers deep. As stated before, uh, we've leveraged technology for activities such as sanctions, vetting and due diligence. But there are emerging risks, particularly in the area of the eradication of forced labor that are going to require the use of technology. In fact, one of the more significant activities my team has been involved in relates to the identification or the identifying technology that will be able to map our supply chain, leveraging this data, AI and open source information. This technology will hopefully provide many applications for us, but one immediate area will be to help us do the right thing by eliminating forced labor from any of our products. 
We're in the final stages of this assessment, and hopefully in a future podcast, we can talk about the progress that we've made in this space. That would be great. Forced labor is definitely something that I know many companies um, struggle with, and it's obviously an awful thing that we'd, we'd like to get rid of completely. Sure. <clears throat> um, robotic process automation, or RPA, can help bring increased accuracy to regulatory compliance monitoring with the help of a combination of machine learning and image processing algorithms. How has Stellantis used RPA in the compliance organization? So from our perspective, we use RPA as a key enabler in our compliance journey, and it'll be now as well as within the future. We're currently piloting RPA uh, to assist in the processing of chargebacks when our dealers are not compliant with, with specific program policies. Furthermore, we're studying the application of RPA in cases to help pull and consolidate information that resides in various information systems globally, manage certain compliance monitoring procedures, and then to streamline our communications with various stakeholders. Interesting. A couple more questions I have. Um, In what areas of the job can investment in new technology make the biggest difference? Look, I I don't think that this is news to anyone, right? I think all are being asked to do more with less, and that's also true for the compliance officer. Um, In our case, it's our job to identify and make investments in areas that have the most significant impact. High-risk, data-rich activities are always good targets for investment. This takes your people out of the data crunching. It gets them to focus on anomalies that reflect true compliance risks. I also think that areas that improve the customer experience and build trust should be areas of focus for compliance officers. Um, one of the items we're exploring is the use of AI in our, te- in, in our integrity helpline system. For most others, this would be called a hotline system that will sit ba- behind our firewall and will leverage our policies and procedures that will then be used to answer questions through the use of a chatbot. Wow, that's fascinating. Really a nice way to be able to get a head start on the uh hotline process. Here's my last question. How can compliance officers make the business case for these tech investments? Yeah, look, this is a great question. And and I receive this question a lot more often than you think. Business cases in the compliance environment can be very difficult to quantify and and often require a lot of judgment calls, which at times brings the business case validity into question, especially if there are different views regarding risk tolerance within the organization. We're fortunate in that we leverage an integrated risk model that includes enterprise risk management, compliance, and fraud risk assessments, and leverage a methodology called estimated maximum loss where applicable. We set an acceptable maximum loss that we're willing to incur, and and to the extent that this is exceeded, we're required to generate mitigating actions that bring the exposure back in line. The complexity and volume of data required to make these calculations requires to make a, a case for the investment or capital expenditure in this technology. Therefore, you know, from our perspective, truly a large company like ours cannot succeed without embracing and incorporating these new technologies. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Darren, very much for the very informative podcast. Again, our guest today is Darren Bradshaw, Chief Audit and Compliance Officer at Automaker Stellantis. Compliance Week is now offering training courses designed for compliance risk and audit professionals that offer the chance to enhance one's expertise in key compliance areas while earning continuing legal education and continuing professional education credits. We offer virtual classroom training, self-studies, and customized trainings. Please see complianceweek.com slash training to learn more. This podcast will be available on our website. If you'd like to learn more 
about becoming a member, please contact contact us at information or info at complianceweek.com. As a member, you receive full access to tools and resources, to discounts to conferences, and our editorial coverage. This concludes our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and goodbye.